0: Southern California, yeah, born and raised that DNA, laugh and cry to what we say, we hit you with that wordplay,
1: four, zero,
0: five, three, what episode are we on, D, they feelin' like they be zombies, all dressed in Abercrombie,
1: Cal DNA coming in live, 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night, COVID got you sitting inside, why not sip one and free your mind, cheap
0: thrills, popping pills, statin' cash, spent fast,
1: listen to all of those lies as Arjun act like he surprised, Surprise. Surprise. Good evening everybody. It is lucky day, 11-11. It's uh, quite a day, quite a day. Make your wishes all day long. Uh, I'm making my wish right now, man. I don't know about you, but uh, i <laughs> I think I'm wish. making the same
0: wish as you. I'm making <laughs> the same wish as you. And the audience will find out very, very oh, shortly. Well, if they're watching YouTube,
1: they see my screen. I got, I got Oh, they tabs. already know. I got they tabs. <laughs> <laughs> you got
0: tabs open. I like it. I like it. Um, of course, we might as well, you know, not keep the audience in suspense for too well, too much longer. Um, today, probably in a matter of 17 minutes, it will be officially midnight on the East Coast. We're on Pacific time, so it's going to be very close to dessert. 9 p.m. And on that time, precisely at that time, the illustrious, the much-coveted PlayStation 5, will actually be available for sale. And it's not just in one place. No, no, no. All the major retailers, whether it's Walmart, Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, they're all going to have this, I guess, in stock for pre-order or for final order, whatever it's called, sharply at 9 p.m. Pacific time. And so Don, as you can probably tell from the uh, the YouTube feed, he has a bunch of tabs open ready to go. Yo, hey, his... and kid you
1: not, man, I just yeah. loaded into the actual PlayStation.com website. Trying yeah. to look at their consoles. They're experiencing a very high traffic. You'll be let into our store shortly. My estimated wait time is 10 minutes. So we're not alone in this one, man. I thought uh we'd be, you know, like the young, hip guys that we once were on top of things. <laughs> but obviously, uh, there, there's quite a few of us out there, I guess. Quite a few of us. What do you think the likelihood of oh, wow. that one is?
0: You know, I I think likelihood to be honest with you, yeah, you're probably gonna have a better time than me because I have estimated wait time twelve minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: so chances uh, are, I'm saying it's like a like a ten percent chance. During this podcast, we get one. I'll be you know I'll be ecstatic if we got one. Like collectively, as as oh, you yeah, know, yeah. Like even if you get one, one or yeah, you, yeah, you know, because, uh, you know, I'd offered for you, but
1: I'm, I think it's limited to one per household, anyway. So
0: oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you yeah, yeah. know what I'll do though if i'm lucky enough to get one for myself yeah. i'll be looking for a second one like Ooh, don't even okay. question i'll be right. looking for no, a second I, one i will too man yeah. i will too and uh we'll, we'll edit it out if it becomes a,
1: a rat race between us <laughs> no, we, we should we should feature that I mean,
0: that's what the audience wants to see man old men trying to get ps5s there you go there you go that's a life that's a life my friend um but yeah just looking at this i mean I, i'm just flashing back to all the times that i tried and failed. get into the sneaker game i don't know about you man but you know i tried for a summer (laughs) for one summer there we go strong strong you know good college (laughs) effort there um i bought let's see i bought the what the lebron 11s you know what those are like Mm -hmm. what what the lebron is like this um you know nike does this thing with i think all of the basketball athletes whether it's kd lebron or maybe even kobe back in the day they do like a what the edition, which is just like a crazy, you know, super kind of random colors and almost graffiti style look sure. of the shoe, and and it typically sells well. And I was lucky enough to get a, a what the LeBron, I think, probably you know standard size ten or ten and a half, and I thought, oh, easy sell for sure. Um, I, I put it up on Craigslist as you know my sneakerhead aficionado friends taught me to do uh you know, all the right comments like dead stock, da 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 da, da <laughs> all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh ultimately I got a lot of feedback. I got maybe six or seven different people interested. There we but go. But they kept trying to lower the price by like a hundred or two hundred dollars to the point where like I don't even make profit. Mm. And at that point I was like, huh. Well, is it it, it really worth the trouble is it really worth all the hassle here and ultimately i was like you know what you know even the people who were offering more they would never really agree on a place to meet up it was very sketchy and i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna return it so you know it was within the 30-day window i returned it and uh i was sad about that because i thought i finally got a rare shoe Mm. and i was gonna flip it i did not my first flip didn't actually happen until maybe a month or two later mm. when I got these uh, Kobe's. I, I forget what sh- which you know version or number it was, sure. but it was like these very nice looking red colored Kobe's. And I-, I made maybe just about 50 or 60 bucks off the pair, which isn't much at all, mm-hmm. quite frankly, for like a $200 shoe. But I felt prideful because it was my first sale. And the way I had to do it, I think I was already supposed to go to some sushi restaurant right after work and uh, the seller was like, oh, you know, I work kind of in that area. You know, we can meet up at the parking lot of the sushi restaurant. I'm like, oh sure, that's fine. It works great to kill two birds with one stone. And uh, yeah, it was really cool, Uh, smooth transaction. And that gave me some confidence. Like, you know what, I can do this. So then I bought my third pair, which was a, a couple of Jordan retro sixes, I think in sky blue edition or something. I think they retailed for about 200 or something. I forget exactly. But there were no takers. I thought hmm. this was a rare shoe. but mm-hmm. I, I, I guess after looking at eBay, looking at Craigslist, there were so many listings. And I realized, uh, oh, okay. So yeah,
1: there was, was not a supply issue at
0: all. No, no. It wasn't uh-huh. dead stock like I described. <laughs> it, it was like plenty. And so uh, that was when I retired. I returned that shoe as well. Oh, and I retired man. with a net profit of about $65. Hey so, every,
1: hey, it's some that's a video game. Well, you know, it depends, but uh You
0: know, I am <laughs> glad you brought that up because I am sure you already know. PlayStation 5 and I think Xbox as well, they increased yep. the regular price for a video game from 60, which we were all used to for like sure. years, to 70. Yeah. And in my opinion, it makes sense because look, even before it was 60, we paid 50, if I recall sure. correctly. Sure. So 50, 60, 70, counting for inflation especially, I think that's totally fine. But I, I will say this. Typically in the past, whenever there's a game that I'm interested in, I I usually don't buy it as soon as it comes out. I well, have the it's patience. Just like a,
1: it's like a queue for you, right? It's the queue theory of VA. Uh, the it is.
0: It is. It, it's, a, it's a much <laughs> shorter queue, though. Much, Ooh. much shorter queue. Because I'm super picky when it comes to the games I play. Sure. Um, especially nowadays, because I don't have the time. Before, I had more time. Yep. But now it's like, all right, if I am gonna to commit to something, it has to be really enjoyable, really worth it. I think so. Um,
1: I mean, dude, for me though, when it comes to buying games, as long as I could find a couple hours of enjoyment in it, I'm all for it. Right? It's like watching a movie. And maybe we, we differ in this aspect where watching a movie can run you uh, usually, you know, at least ten bucks, give or take. I would probably more. Probably more. Especially if you go out on a date you sure. you someone out you're looking at 30 it. 40 exactly because you, you gotta get all the fixings right and you gotta get a lot good. of nachos and cheese yeah man <laughs> extra cheese extra cheese and that butter oil or butter flavored oil <laughs> that's
0: right right that's right and that giant yeah. liter of soda right um oh, yeah it adds up it, it certainly adds up but yeah i understand i understand what you're saying you you look at it as more of a entertainment right Yep. Yeah, just yeah. um you Know, even if it's um just a couple of hours, you can equate it to that of the movie theater experience. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with me is, I could never do what you did with uh Red Dead Redemption 2. Sure, and and what that basically means is, I can never buy it, play it for maybe a few hours over a couple of days, yeah. and then just set it aside, Got and it. just like not not played forever because. There's a whole story in there. There, There's so much that that you can do. Yeah, yeah. and so for you know, that's my take. Like, if if there is a game that I buy, I want to really experience it. Oh, for sure. The way you know, the way the designers, the directors, like everyone intended for you to enjoy. Find all Um, the
1: Easter eggs. Get get every nook and cranny that you can. And. Uh, and ultimately. see that—that's
0: the problem. That's a problem, man. Because, quite frankly, I've done that before, um, <laughs> and and for Red Dead, I—I am I, ashamed to admit this, but I did get a hundred percent in that game. Oh, hey, you know, flex yeah. flex a little bit. You know, a little bit. I don't bit, know if that's that, a good flex, man. That's, that's a, not that's a flex. Not that, <laughs> that, 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 that's the type of flex when you go for it. You get your muscles spasms and you like, ah, yeah, it <laughs> Flexes the other way, right? Flexes the other way.
1: I'm so you got sorry. A, Hold on. No, you got um, kind of, it was a big ass chime that went on for the PlayStation website when I got in. So, there,
0: oh. yeah, that was. Well, that's okay. Um, that that's probably something I have to look at when I do the editing later. Yeah. Um, so, you got it. What does it look like when you're in? Because I'm two minutes um, away. I just
1: clicked on it. I'm looking at the hardware Yeah. section of it. Just going to yeah. lit up the digital edition just to see what happens when it's time. Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming they are going to release it on their end too, on the actual you know direct from PlayStation.
0: You know, I I don't know. I don't. I, Why I've not, never man? like.
1: Well, well they th- think yeah. of it strictly from a business sense. Instead of cutting some of the profit, you would get from using uh, other avenues like Amazon, like Best Buy, like Target why not recoup that shipping cost or whatever cost they allocate
0: and that profit share to your own just take absorb it all hear you i hear you by the way real quick though i've noticed that on gamestop they actually have a a bundle edition which Uh, is like
1: i didn't even notice that
0: yeah i i don't know if that's worth it for you Don. Probably not. Is that like that
1: $800 one with like an extra yeah, controller and shit? Yeah. Yeah. It no, might not be. I don't no, think it's worth just, it. I just the, the basic it. stuff for now. And then I'm going for third party shit on the side. <laughs> right? All you need is a console. That's the main thing. And one remote. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like everything gotcha. else is gravy. Or everything else is gravy. But yeah. Sure. I,
0: as I'm opening up even more tabs now,
1: so, <laughs> we're getting close. Oh, <laughs> hey, I heard it. I, I heard the chime. Right? That should have started.
0: Please <laughs> confirm that you want to proceed. Yes, please. <laughs> that was a great chime, though. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. It, was, it was a strong chime. Oh, okay, so strong. now it's redirecting me. Okay, early bird deal. Sure. Uh, with purchase of. Oh, oh Those are cheap, anyways. You can get them for like 10 bucks off eBay. Um, uh, what, yeah. do you think this, what do you think is a vr stuff man like are you uh are you into that i've never I, tried it. i have i, I got oh, a headache God. with it oh man um so.
1: but my buddy owns a vr shop over at the garden walk uh, in anaheim and when you have the legitimate sort of setup where you have like you know t- uh you know a 10 by 10 space and you have that setup where the cords are basically hanging from the ceilings and all that it's pretty fun
0: it's pretty fun cords hanging from the ceilings oh so it's not in your way yeah so you it's on your way it's like legitimately down. yeah it's going all out man yeah man um, you know it was funny like i, I think it was a couple years ago i went to the delamo mall sure. in the redondo beach Torrance area and I noticed one of the retail spaces, uh, it got converted into like this virtual reality gaming area where I guess you okay. pay like maybe 10 bucks or something and you get to play one of those VR games with the headset and whatever else you need. And it was just kind of funny, just like standing there watching other people play. And some people were really into it, like rolling around and just ducking. <laughs> it's yeah. just like... Yeah. It, it just seemed like they were having a, a full body experience there um i don't know i i think this is something that i probably won't get into i think knowing that i come from the 90s as you can easily make a joke about <laughs> uh, i'll probably stick to console as my final you know gaming adventure i, I don't know you if know, i'll uh, well and, and yeah. as someone that was
1: a console gamer that kind of transitioned to becoming a pc gamer it's it's it depends, honestly, on uh, your mode uh, or your. where you enjoy holding the controller the most. Are you a keyboard and mouse kind of person or are you a controller kind of person?
0: Probably a controller. Right. And it, it
1: all depends, right? Because if you're a customized kind of person where you like everything to be catered to you uh, and you like certain things to be set up or kind of macroed your way, PC is the way to go because you obviously have, what, 50 keys to trigger, whereas with a controller, uh, you have the same way, but then you'd have to work with a setup of 10 keys with multiple iterations and combinations. That can sometimes be a little bit too much than just pressing one key. Not to mention also the uh, whole aiming factor of using a mouse, I think is a little more precise than what you'd normally get out of a controller setup. So to each their own each
0: i think it, it ties back to how i was never really into the shooting game um uh, yeah, i know you love a lot red dead of, that's that's what red red dead's bad. not a shooter though it's a shooter you know? it's not guns. it's really not they got guns they got guns aim. It, look red dead's a shooter just like gta is a shooter hardest game ever i fucking oh i can't wait for gta to come back on ps5 it's <laughs> gonna Hey, yeah. you know, I hope it's in London. I know it's not going to be, but imagine if there's like a GTA London. <laughs> and, oh, I'd be I'd be yeah, playing that like, shit all day. It's like <laughs> your boy VJ. Hell yeah! Is right? like Johnson. the
1: mastermind for <laughs> <Hell laughs> the <yeah>. whole syndicates. <laughs> Yo, I'd ride or die. I'd
0: ride or die, Tory man, all the way, all the way, Conservative Party. Let's go, let's go. Well, I wonder. Wait, because the latest one was L.A. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. left? Maybe San Francisco. Um, I heard it might be Miami again. But they had Miami Vice. They had they had LA and San Andreas. Eh, i say switch it up. Switch Me too. Up. I, I I would rather have like a different country to be honest Yeah, with you. I think be, Fucking South America cool. or some like fucking hood shit. That would be great. <laughs> some favela in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Brazil.
1: I no. Brazil. Hello. All right, man. Hey, okay, I'm I'm refreshing. You're refreshing already? I'm waiting I'm until refreshing. it hits nine
0: and then I'm gonna hit refresh. Oh wow, ballsy! Yeah, that's that's how I stand.
1: That's how I stand. Am I
0: missing any tabs? See, I got Best Buy, I got GameStop, I got Amazon, I got PlayStation Store, I got Walmart. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, so to read them off, I got Walmart, Target,
1: Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, PlayStation.
0: I need to look for like okay, so I'm on the PlayStation page,
1: but yeah.
0: Oh, here we go. It's so on here the
1: top, go. on the top, you click on hardware. Oh, out. there you go. Reading is important. I like man. it. Okay. So as you can tell, uh, I think uh, you and I are getting almost in like the Christmas spirit here. It's
0: like, ooh, ooh, it's coming. It's so close. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> man, I know, but this is not going to work out well, I imagine. I feel like we're both going to be disappointed. Oh, we will. Well, I'm optimistic. optimistic. I'm optimistic. I mean, worst case scenario,
1: I'm sure some will come up tomorrow, uh, specifically Walmart. I think Walmart has said... They're launching it at 9 a.m. our time, PST, and then they're doing it in three-hour increments.
0: What worries
1: me is uh the longer it takes for you to order it, is that like the iteration by which they're going to deliver it? Right? Because, like, let's say 10,000 units get ordered right at midnight. Well, obviously, you know, like the next 5,000, would they be expecting it? to come like at that same time if it was a 24 hour difference right? because I think they had some production issues where they just couldn't pump it out as much as they anticipated um, I think they actually kind of foresaw half of the demand of what it is and that's thanks to COVID and who knows what else went into it but it's been a while since we've had these new iterations of consoles I'm super stoked for it
0: yeah, no, I, I know they're pumping out as many as they can, just like the good people at Clorox and good people at Purell. Uh, Three, two, one. Refresh.
1: I'm hitting refresh, hitting refresh. All right. Walmart got nothing. <laughs> PlayStation got Riveting stuff for nothing. our
0: podcast audience here. Riveting Amazon,
1: stuff. Amazon got nothing.
0: Why did I refresh an empty tab? Best what the buy. hell am I doing?
1: Got. Oh, Best Buy? Best Buy?
0: Got nothing.
1: GameStop, nothing. PlayStation, not out of stock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, really? It says out of stock.
1: Yeah, it says out of stock now on it.
0: Oh, for me, it still says pre-order, but I can't click it. Pre-order, oh, but that hundred, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh fuck! Well, damn. <laughs> How, there, there wasn't even an option. Like, <laughs> this was a
1: ruse, Don. This was a ruse. Hey, uh, you know. It, you never know maybe there's the guy is fucking trolling us right now the one that's no keep refreshing us. man keep oh, refreshing know, man, I'm, I'm yeah, going man. Through
0: yeah they're they're you basically don't. weeding out the suckers they're weeding out there the suckers is, right you gotta stay strong hell yeah hell it's strong strong, strong. Day. strong oh. day. like it. Yeah, yeah. i
1: might even stay up till midnight who knows we'll no see. i
0: definitely will i definitely will. Oh, i don't right. know about you though i don't know if you got uh, the stamina i don't if i have the stamina to do it
1: i took a nap today though i had the day off i was feeling really good and how was your veteran's day, man? Oh, that was it was great, good. dude. It was great. Can't Life. complain. Um, yeah. Got a lot of chores done. Picked up some gas. Hey. There you go. Uh, gas, <laughs> as well as some, like, uh, propane gas. Because uh um, ah, doing Hill. A little tasting. Doing a little tasting this weekend. I
0: like it. I uh, like
1: it. Going to be working on a new menu for some Ooh. people. Okay. Hopefully it could all work out. We've gone through one iteration. Got to fine tune some things specifically the burger so i picked Ah. up uh about 30 pounds of meat at costco look at you boy i'm gonna gonna go ahead and grind it out later literally grind it out um yeah yeah, man that's just trying to figure out the right ratios as to what flavor we're trying to get i was super close to buying a brisket bro i wanted to buy a brisket just for myself (laughs) a whole thing the whole brisket yeah man well because you can't really get i mean you could buy like a section of a brisket but there's a certain pride you get in chopping up or rather like trimming or removing the fat off a brisket and you know seasoning it your way and having a deal with like basically like three feet or not three feet like two feet of meat maybe you know two feet by maybe ten inches there's something great about that at least to me it weirds me out but at the same time yeah. Yeah. when Yeah. when you cut into it and you see all that jiggly jiggly there you go. Oh, you gotta, <laughs> got And I know I I'm kind of just talking here, and, you hey, and I, I am are both I'm, frantically. Yes,
0: I'm, to... I'm, I'm, I'm control tabbing, control ring, like just repeatedly. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and and you know, I, I apologize for the podcast audience. They're they're probably not as uh, enthused as we are about what we're doing right now.
1: Yeah. but nice. know
0: that it's for know that it's for a good cause. You know the money is for, going for to future, uh,
1: future, uh, material, future material.
0: There you go. It's an investment in the future of this podcast. So we can bring you the audience our beloved audience or followers on Spotify yep. who have no idea what Don and I are looking at. <laughs> and, and the one or two people that like to watch on YouTube, they, they know, they know they what's know. up. They know, you know, uh, by the way, uh, <sighs> I didn't shout this out last time, but uh, everybody should really go to voyage LA and yep. check out uh, an article that's about none other than the d um they covered Boonso and did this kind of a interview style article up there with some pictures and everything and of course links to all the food and the ig handle yeah it's a great stuff a lot a lot of good stuff over there and uh you know well deserved well deserved so shout out to the d shout out to don uh it's a great accomplishment to be up on voyage la like that so uh that's been cooking for a while right you've been um you've been you've been kind of working with them or uh you've been sitting on that story i guess they've been sitting on that story for some time and they finally released it not too long ago
1: yeah it's been about maybe about two months in the works um Uh reached out which is a relatively quick turnaround when it comes to media and all forms of you know distributing information but the interview itself was probably finalized a couple weeks before release and uh you know we went through back and forth working really well shout out voyage LA sure. really good people really fun mm-hmm. people um yeah we, we made it happen super proud of it uh so when you get the chance voyage LA just look me up uh Boonso, B-U-N-S-O or you can look me up by my name D-O-N and you should be able to find me I won't spell out my last name just go by Boonso, it should work out
0: there yeah, you go. I mean, by now everyone knows you as one name only, the D. You know, I think the slippery D. The slippery D. There you go. There you go. No, that, thats my nickname for you. I don't know why, but that's my nickname for you. i, I, I always envisioned Michael Scott's GIF after after I say that. Um, but by the way, this is uh this is not working out. It's been five it's minutes. Not, it's not. Yeah, we can we can move bet, on. We can move I bet on. I've had no luck. I've had no luck. Uh, but yeah,
1: man, dude. Hey, so I think some current events that's more relevant <laughs> to what we talk about segue, uh, another yeah. release date right we're not we're not really looking forward to november 12th It's a, it, it was a it was a good shot that we gave it right we, we, we gave it we gave it november 18th is the nba draft and you and i both know that or rather everyone knows the a doesn't really give two cents or two fucks about the draft this year or any draft any year probably except for when lonzo came on board
0: <laughs> um... Even even then I I wasn't too enthused. I was like eh, <laughs> not, not really. But yeah, no. I mean, D- Don is absolutely right. I have done probably no research this year, sure. And it's surprising because it's literally 7 days away and <laughs> I barely know who the top 3 are. Oh, um, dude, come on, man. It's You really don't know? Well, I, I, I've I heard the names. I think Alonzo Ball. Not Alonzo, excuse me. <laughs> Freudian Slip. Freudian Slip. My fault. Of course, I'm talking about the younger brother, Lamello. Yeah. Uh, Lamello Ball, he's in the mix. I know that uh, the center, James Wiseman, he's also up there. And uh, I think another name is Anthony Edwards. There so we I go. believe he's a guard. So those are the names that I know. The rest, I have no idea.
1: No yeah. idea. No, absolutely right. And what's what's weird is it's hard unless they were playing international ball there isn't much to really go off of. So the scouting reports uh well shout out to those guys, hopefully they didn't get furloughed or anything. But the scouting reports are definitely going to be on the slimmer side this year. And um, it just it's it's kind of nice knowing that our Lakers don't have to worry about any of this because I think that Uh, For this year, the draft class is relatively thin in Prospects, it's all one of those um, low floor You know really great potential kind of players which you could say about anyone honestly Uh, And then they're just comparing all right. Do you want a big or a guard at one and two? What's the better one? And there's a lot of talk saying where you know in today's day and age you don't typically want to build a team around a young big. You're probably better off going with a guard uh, that could shoot. And unfortunately, the three, the top three um, that the A mentioned, (laughs) quite frankly, can't shoot as well as you'd probably hope for those entering the NBA in today's day and age. So I guess, man, what I want to ask you what would you draft first like if you had to build your team would you be guard forward or guard heavy forward heavy or
0: well see for for this kind of a for this kind of a question you kind of have to know uh what's the prerequisite like am well, i, I... Say,
1: like you're you're a new franchise um and you just build around this guy you know for the next 5 years you're working with the likes of bench players that may be role players in a different team Let's say that without calling out yeah. names. Sure. Um, so you're looking for that one guy that you attach a veteran to, yeah. and hope that in you know three to four years this person will blossom, right? Similar to how Trey Young did, similar to how Luca is doing right now.
0: I understand. I understand. Um, without knowing a whole lot about all these players,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I <laughs> this may not surprise you, but I tend to lean toward a more old school way of the game. Oh yeah, like '90s, Uh right? '90s style kind of. Yeah, actually, yeah, '90s (laughs) style because the way I look at it, I think bigs who are dominant are very rare, and it's more more so now in today's NBA.
1: Sure.
0: Um, like, if you look at a guy like DeAndre Ayton, I don't think he would be that special or that coveted 20 years ago. Because I think there'd be more big men around that you can pick from. But now with the NBA being so guard heavy, like every team has a good guard, but not every team has a good big. I mean, you look at the Rockets, Rockets gave up their only big men and now they, <laughs> now they play PJ Tucker at the five, God bless his soul. <laughs> right? And so for me, my take is if this James Wiseman guy is a center and I don't know what's his specialty, but hey if he can get some boards if he can shoot a high percentage maybe shoot some free throws and block some shots you're on my team so i'm gonna go with him sure
1: okay good to know good to know and i guess would you anticipate that style of play to come back because as in other things in life as in many other things in life things to have a, things tend to be cyclical in nature Do you think that'll happen with basketball when the three ball is kind of, I guess, adjusted, right? Let's say the range uh, is increased, right, instead? Or if the court is somehow manipulated to um, decrease the effectiveness of the three? Like, what do you think it's going to take to get big men to be relevant again?
0: Well, so I, I think those two things aren't exactly mutually exclusive. I think big men are already very relevant again, but with the exception that they can now shoot threes. Sure. Um, you look at Jokic, you look at Karl-Anthony Towns, you look at, you know, even DeAndre Ayton, he can shoot a little bit too. Like even, even Giannis now, if you count him as a big, being 6'10", 6'11", he might as well be. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are handling the rock, which is new for them. A lot of these guys are shooting from deeper, in the court which is new for them as well and they're doing quite a good job and teams rival teams are always focusing on that type of player like okay let's game plan around the carl anthony tail let's try to stop him let's try to stop Giannis or stop jokic and and i think big men are very much dominant but the perception of the big man is what has changed and if your question really at the root of it is whether that old school big man that playing style will return Mm -hmm. my answer is simply no because it's become obsolete i think with teams now encouraging their big men to shoot threes being a stretch four is not frowned upon like it used to be you know 15 20 years ago it's not like uh, you know if you happen to be a player like andrea bargnani you're going to be shunned no i I think you become celebrated you become a pivotal part of a team's offense um so to answer your question in one way uh no that specific style won't be coming back but you do have exceptions to every role to every trend and you can probably think of a player who we both like who's on the cover of the next gen nba 2k21 of course that is zion williamson who in my opinion is not a shooter you can say oh but look at his first game his debut he made four threes in the second half and we were both watching yeah i get that but that's a fluke because you look at the rest of the season he was like over 40 for eight whatever um i i like to see exceptions like that though i like to see really dominant inside players just pop up every now and then um whether or not that's going to be a new trend that remains to be seen um but personally i feel like threes are here to stay it makes the game more fluid uh it raises the point totals which i think both fans and attendance and betters like us gamblers like us both enjoy uh whoa whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah don't, don't bucket me into that i'm not as much oh that's true of that's true that's true i think
1: you know it's, it's you, you... spurred me on
0: to do that i i would say that is a, that is true i i think <laughs> over the past few months if not the whole year i think we've been betting on <laughs> almost anything and everything and oh
1: yeah i would say it's 75 percent you at least well
0: I, yes but at times it is it is like 100% you and it's all yeah, things that yeah. I don't well, even follow
1: it's, it's like those things where I'm like all right I'm gonna
0: pick up a little bit here let's
1: yeah, see, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. see if he's gonna actually fall for it or what's gonna happen
0: and I do I do oh, yeah, like, UFC I, yeah go ahead pick okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean it, it's almost like you know how you know how like when you're not really uh able to do your job or function like you're you're incapacitated i think that's the right word like autopilot (laughs) yeah it's like okay let's let's fight, let's go and don just took advantage man it's like i'm in my comatose state (laughs) and he's like yeah can you sign this can i use your hand to sign this document transferring power of attorney yeah there you You go you gotta do it all right let that be a lesson to everyone
1: yeah in order to place a bet with the a what you gotta do is you gotta hit them around 10 11 in the morning right when he's starting work but he's not really in the you know flux of it all not really in the flow <laughs> of it trying to still sure. figure out all right am i gonna do this today when he's going through those thoughts you fill that mind with nonsense first off <laughs> Just nonsense. and then you hit him with the question you hit him with the hey you want to bet this weekend i got this guy this guy this guy this guy this guy what do you think <laughs> right and don't even give them the option of the numbers when it comes to the dollar
0: yeah keep, don't don't make it complicated <laughs> just 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 Stop put that. it put it out there and i'll yeah. sign off, I'll yeah, sign off when
1: he like, says yeah then you just say bet bet and you're good to go yeah. you see that check mark or you see that little picture right next to it seeing seen? you know you're good there you go
0: there and you go it is.
1: and then you just cruise you know, into the weekend and when you could buy a bottle off of a e, of that there you That's go nice
0: and but i but i will say i will say though most recently our most recent sure match, might work out in your favor d i oh, quite work it. out in your favor. well
1: you know what let's, let's go through the specifics so i could uh protect my reputation a little bit about this
0: sure what what do we exactly bet on so we were betting on the uh over under for both the <laughs> popular vote <laughs> <laughs> for the presidential election. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the uh, electoral college count sure. for Biden. So yeah. uh, you know, we were both betting that Biden would win. I don't know why Don was betting this, but we were both be- we were both betting that we were both I took this, the but- over. <laughs> I think Don was confused. He didn't know what over meant. He, he he thought over meant like yeah, Trump all the way, Trump all the way. But no, in any case, um, so we both figured we both figured that Biden would win, and so really it was a question of all right how much is he going to win by. <laughs> and so I I felt like you know I I wanted to be nice. I knew that Biden would win probably by a good amount, um, and I wanted Don to pick first. <laughs> but i i don't remember don did you did you pass that opportunity I, just I passed it i passed it he hit me yeah. around that
1: time frame which i will not discuss what time frame that is <laughs> where i was actually busy and i'm like yeah fuck it whatever like i saw the numbers first of all you gotta let them know what was the over or what, what was the base percentage
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. right so, so the line for the well the popular vote i remember was like 53 percent it's like 53 something yeah. And uh, I think the Electoral College was like something fictitiously high, like 320. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, and so I did a little bit of research. I didn't tell the diva, <laughs> yeah. but a little research. I, went on, I went on Wikipedia and I just cycled back every four years to see what the differential was. <laughs> and it was it was like super rare for a popular vote to be that high in the first place. I am like, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm taking the under for sure. Uh, yeah. Electoral College though, you know, it, it could go that high depending on how things shake out. Sure. Um, and and I think right now, depending on which source you look at, if you just like, for instance, look at the AP results, which are also on Google, it says Biden already has 290. But yeah. as you know, North Carolina with 15 and Georgia aren't officially, um, you know, counted toward either candidate. But that could be an easy 31, Ooh. right? Ooh. so you
1: think there's 31. still a chance.
0: Not f- well, oh, actually, let me let me let me see that. I forget exactly what your um, line
1: was. <laughs> it was looking high, that's what it was.
0: <laughs> I feel like it was higher than 321, oh, again, which is it, sad, it which was is like thing- sad. Yeah,
1: and when I saw this, I'm like,
0: mm,
1: all right, because the likelihood of that happening uh, is it was very slim, uh, given that this year there was a higher voter turnout. Than previous years, I was thinking, okay, maybe there's like a 10% chance that the over will be hit, but across the analytics, there was almost no way it was gonna happen. Uh, But so you know, every now and then, again, lesson number two with betting with A, you gotta give him a couple wins here and there, give him a couple wins, let him feel comfortable, and then little does he know, he's he got him in the pocket already. He's ready to be hit with another one. Like for example. You know there's a UFC fight this weekend, right? Wait, who's playing? I have no idea. I just kind of brought it up. But let's look it up! Let's look it up! Let's
0: see! (laughs) Briefly, briefly. Let's Uh, not make this a whole uh, UFC UFC segment. Yeah, briefly. UFC
1: this weekend.
0: By the way, this has a real real prequel feel to it. You know what I mean? This has a real prequel Uh, podcast feel. It feels good though, doesn't it? It's a, it's a classic one. I like it. It's there there is. We'll, we'll, we'll look at this afterwards. We'll look at this afterwards. Yeah, no, no worries. Says. No worries. But, but okay, let's say... Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Let's say... Oh, oh wow. Man. They're stronger. Yeah, stronger for the microphone. I appreciate strong. it. Strong. Hey, dude. Hey, We've um, been
1: having fucking hot pot for the past four days.
0: Four days straight? It's been fantastic, man. i hey, feel you put, What do you put in the hot pot? Like all different kinds of meats and veggies? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All, all different kinds of meats and veggies.
1: Uh, mm. So I've been pretty good in regards to cutting carbs where i don't need it right because uh coming from a uh, asian background we typically have rice right rice with everything it kind of spreads sure. out the, the the flavor and it's it's a good filler right similar Thanks. to potatoes for some european countries or corn for some you know south america no
0: people. no S- yeah no, no nobody nobody uses corn bro in the at, same way that people use rice no look at mexico with tacos Mexica- Mexican people Dude, love corn? rice and beans.
1: Yes, but I'm saying corn is their staple.
0: No. Dude.
1: No, it's not. It, it, corn right, is hey, not bet, a staple. Bet. Bet. <laughs> how, how, how are you Calm <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. your tips. your, tips. Right, your right, foods uh, across the world. Let's see. Let's Google this shit. Maize, which is corn. All right. National Geographic. All right. This is one up from your Oxford Academy. Um. Where's that map? Where's that interactive map? This is, this is bullshit. I'm looking for it. All right. Maize production. Well, production's a little different though, though. We're
0: not looking at corn production. No. Uh, well, I guess the question that I'm really asking you is, if you were to define one particular food as a staple food for a country, yeah. are you saying that for Mexico, it would be corn? Yeah.
1: How, do you, How do you prove that? of do prove All right. Here. Easy. Google staple food
0: of Mexico. What does it say? go ahead and read it then I'm, I'm looking for an alternate source hold on just google you know, bro Mex- just no no, no I, I i am i am i am googling but i i'm looking for alternative facts right now. uh
1: okay see oh, here's bro, I've, been, I've been watching taco chronicles man and i've been watching a lot of chef's table you gotta you gotta, you gotta get me man when it, when it comes to food hey hey how, about this? How, how about this how about this
0: okay <laughs> if you search if you search staple food of mexican cuisine Okay. And and skip the first one. Skip the first one. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. If you if you go to people also ask uh-huh. is rice a staple food in Mexico? Sure. A rice dish is an important part of most Mexican main meals. Wait, what, what's the go. website? What's the website? Um oh you want the website? Oh yeah, it's yeah, actually uh, it may www. yeah. maybe mexconnect.com. mex-connect.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay so very notable. So, sounds like
1: yeah. a an American made website likely about likely it. because they're,
0: they're connecting to the
1: mix I, right? i'm just you know uh, all right let's let's uh, agree to disagree but i'm a little more right than you because the first thing in google says staple food of mexico
0: mice can, no, you, give look, me that?
1: can I, you give me I, that I... at least
0: give me that at least I'll, I'll give you that, that corn is very important. <laughs> God damn it, eh? I'll give you that it's very important. But I, I just think, okay, my, my perspective is also this. Like when I think of Mexican food, right? Yeah. I don't immediately think of corn.
1: Yeah. Well, cause, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're a little, or the the common populace here in the States is that when you think of Mexican food, there's always an option of a different tortilla um because when we think of mexican yeah when we think of mexican food we we commonly think of you know tacos burritos uh and in some cases uh (laughs) carne asada fries which is a bastardization of mexican food that is delicious um but if you were to go to mexico and visit them the tortilla is prevalent everywhere where it's made from corn all kinds of corn. We're not just thinking the typical yellow corn tortilla. We're talking about the blues, the reds, the browns, yeah. the hard to actually grow from the ground kind of corn that is well before that of, you know, pesticides and other inorganic compounds that we are guilty of doing here in the States in order to increase harvests. Um, So like the Aztecs before They're trying to revitalize that corn that they had And they're realizing it's so nutritious In its uh, profile Nutrient profile That it makes our corn laughable Because it's pretty much just starch and crap That the body has problems digesting Whereas these other heirloom varieties of corn Are just pretty much everything you would need To sustain life Uh, That's why a lot of the gods In South America Specifically in Mexico uh, Kind of cater to corn When it comes to all things So I'm pretty sure uh, You know All the things I said about corn are legit Especially it being the staple But you know I'll leave it to the Oxford To to get back to us on this one We'll, We'll shoot them an email Hopefully they get back to us and they're back in school I don't know
0: you know the the a is not afraid to admit when he's wrong yeah you are (laughs) usually usually they is but today he's not afraid to admit and today the a will issue a public apology to the d because he is actually a (laughs) hundred percent (laughs) correct or uh better known as corn in the stateside is very very much the staple there we go. Of, of mexico and uh there's no doubt about that damn, uh, so points for the d Points. there for we the go bad.
1: hell yeah no, yeah i should have bet on it man we should have put a dollar amount on it it would have been publicly oh man damn see yeah that's uh, no, the you, number three right. lesson number three for everybody betting with the a gotta do it quick you gotta do it quick Let's try to it.
0: you were like bet that, that I heard you. I, I heard you. Yeah, I but then we started that. googling
1: already, and at that point, I, you I, mean, you I were was feverishly yeah.
0: <laughs> I was, and I was failing. I was like, "Damn it, it's his base. <laughs> it's his story. Damn it, I gotta find something else." Where, where did where does Trump go to get his get his votes? Where, where does Trump go to find his information? So, so you know, obviously, uh, with the whole alternative facts and everything, those jokes. Uh, you know, we haven't touched this touched on this too much during this podcast, but uh what is trump doing you know that that's my question i, I he's I, pissing I, off a lot
1: more people right now man i think he's or him and his team of advisors whoever they may be um are basically filing suit in like multiple states yeah um, but like why like well, <laughs> they're trying to say like you know that some votes were improperly counted and um some people got double ballots so two votes some weren't being counted um some were being thrown away the people actually running the voting centers weren't legitimate stuff like that
0: <coughs> which did is hard to believe. i did it
1: but here, here, yeah but at the same time i mean I, I could see where he's coming from but would it make a big difference he's kind of at that
0: point where it could if he
1: hits the right states right
0: I, think, but, like, I mean, the the way I look at it, though, Don, this view that Trump and his team has is very ignorant of the simple fact that why are you only focusing on these ballots going toward Biden, right? Why, why aren't you focusing on the ballots that are going toward you that, that should also be discredited? Right? Yeah.
1: no, and I, I think it's, it's twofold. I think it's Trump's way of, at the same time, um, denouncing Biden, putting a bad light on him. Because when they go and do these revotes of whatever sort they're obviously going to also capture or count red side votes so i think it's it's just it's his way of still playing into the rhetoric of how biden's unfit for presidency compared to him and yada 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 he's still sleepy joe right
0: see this is what bothers me though if trump does acknowledge and i think he did before that if it is a fair election, quote unquote fair election, he will, you know, deal with that. Like he will handle that gracefully. That's I think what he said effectively before. Sure. But now he's kind of removing that possibility, right? He's saying that this is not fair <laughs> and there is no way that there will be a peaceful transition. There will be no transition. I will mm-hmm. retain power. Yeah. That's essentially what he's saying. Oh, and yeah. And it's the... it's
1: like the A when you know the truth comes out and he's like no, no 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 I don't believe in that let me let me find a way let me find a source that'll agree with me or rather yeah. you know disagree with the truth and yeah, let, let, let's hype that up that, that's the approach to take it. So you know, your boy you know you guys have What's similar tactics.
0: Not my boy, but the difference is I lasted here for, like, what, six minutes He's before been going I gave on. up and apologized. Don's I mean, not Don. Oh, oh I, actually, 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 actually. <laughs> excuse me, a slight Phronian slip, but I'm not entirely incorrect. I'm not entirely incorrect. The Donald. Yes. For quite some time. I mean, shit, like, November 3rd was, like, more than a week ago. And he hasn't let up. If you look at his uh, Twitter feed, you know he he keeps saying we will win and yeah. he keeps retweeting yeah. like and
1: you know, you know it, and for his supporters it's probably a good thing to see it shows that he doesn't want to give up but um, it's
0: not though don i think i i get, I get people, where you're
1: coming from i agree with you i'm just trying to play devil's advocate my man
0: i i understand I understand but i want to bring up another point here i think trump by by digging into his heels and really standing his ground on this one i think what he's doing is casting this doubt um a a huge doubt over our entire democratic system over the ballot box essentially and you probably know from first-hand experience i know as well there's a lot of people out there who just don't trust the voting process in general oh yeah for multiple reasons Mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not a monolithic thing but for multiple reasons they don't support this whole you know electoral college and everything that it constitutes if Trump is saying this is rigged, we can't trust the election, we can't trust the votes, what makes you think that this will not have a long-term impact? I think this will disenfranchise many, many potential voters for years to come, and they'll always look back at this controversial, you know, disputed, contested election as a reminder that, yeah, you know there are problems with this system. It's not worth it. It's not worth voting when really they should be thinking the exact opposite, that we do have a good system. And mm-hmm. it's it's even better if everyone participates. Yeah. You know, The whole idea is to get everyone involved. But that's what I'm worried about more than anything. I think this will subside. As you said, Don, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump is looking for a way to kind of weasel his way out of this, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he will fail, ultimately, and this will pass. America will move on. Biden will be the president. But... A lot of Trump supporters will remember this time, and they'll think, you know, next time, maybe we just won't vote. Maybe even people who didn't vote this time at all, they were just not happy with either candidate, they're not going to vote next time either. Despite all the campaigns from LeBron James and all the other celebrities out there, I think Trump's staunch stance here is going to have the worst impact of America. That's just my two cents. And it could.
1: It could. I think that's definitely a worst-case scenario. Um, I I think that, if anything, it's going to embolden people for future elections to really get out there and vote, especially if you have um, people in media saying, hey, if there's enough votes, it doesn't matter if not all of them were captured because... Um, We already know the totals, the way it all works mathematically. We just have to reach this amount of counted votes and we'd get that state or something of that sort or something of that magnitude. But Mm. we'll see in four years or rather we'll see in about three. And in
0: actuality, we'll see in about one month what this all becomes. Uh, Sure thing. Sure thing. And a lot of times, you know, we wish we had some kind of a time travel machine. To skip oh, ahead oh, and figure out what may be happening in oh, the future, ooh. but you don't even need a machine to be honest with you, Don. You can just go to Funimation.com. You can go to Hulu ooh, ooh. and watch one of the best animes ever. Oh my! And of God. course, I'm talking about none other than Cowboy Bebop. And Don, I think you know what to do at this moment. Yes, sir. Queuing up. Three, two, one. <laughs> Are we doomed to a cold and heartless future in which a computer says yes or computer says no with the grim finality of an emperor in the arena?
1: Big shot. Big shot auditions coming up. I'm feeling it, man. I think uh, episode two of Cowboy Bebop is what we're going to be talking about today as we mm-hmm. close up. Uh, it's, it's It still gets me, man. The audio in all these episodes that we've watched all two of them mm. have been amazing mm. um even, especially when they do their action scenes and they have fantastic music background it it really gets me going and it captures the essence of this whole space cowboy feel that i wasn't expecting um i don't know what was your take on that
0: man so uh, i i thought session two called Stray Dog Strut was great. Um, you know, everything that I liked about the first episode where you you very much quickly get into the world of Cowboy Bebop. You see that it's a couple of bounty hunters just roaming the galaxy, going from planet to planet, finding a mark, finding a target, mm-hmm. and, and figuring out the best way to capture this person. Maybe you have to do some detective work on the side, talk to other people. And the formula is more or less repeated in episode two, but with a very interesting exception. And you know, I I don't want to get into the whole plot again like I did for episode one, but I will say we have a new addition to the crew, and it is none other than the dog, a very very intelligent dog, I might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I will set this up a little bit. So part of the episode is essentially about capturing this uh, target that stole an experimental dog, experimental corgi, kind of like a Welsh corgi, I suppose, that was engineered in a lab to be super, super smart. We don't know fully what it's capable of, but you can tell that it can do things that normal dogs can't. It's very perceptive. It's very uh, receptive to what humans are doing around it and can even, you know, control certain things, right, with its paws. And uh, I thought it was interesting how the dog was supposed to be like a prized possession that this, uh, uh you know, this culprit stole from this lab. And ultimately uh it came down to Spike himself. Spike had to make a very, very tough decision. And I, I think, you know what, what I'm talking about here at the very end of the episode, he had to decide what he valued more in a very high pressure instance. Did he value the dog's life more or did he value the, Ten million dollar, whatever bounty, that was for the the criminal, and he ultimately chose the dog mm-hmm. without even knowing.
1: To. Without even knowing, it was the kind of dog it was. Exactly, exactly.
0: And and what do you think that says about his character, man? What do you think that says you know, about Spike? It, it,
1: it, it speaks levels to me, man. Because we could go into it a little bit later. Uh, you know what we could extrapolate a bit out of it, or how we could grow from this episode, but. You know, he even says he doesn't like dogs throughout the episode. Why the fuck is it a dog? What the hell is going on? Uh, when he first saw the dog and was like, this is a joke. Why would I even get this? It's worth what? What was it? Like 200 something instead of the millions it was supposed to be. When they yeah, to like something real cheap. Content. 200
0: bucks, whatever. Yeah.
1: Um, it tells me that, you know, if we take it literally, Spike doesn't care too much about money. He values life more than anything. Um, he probably doesn't enjoy what he does right he's more about the thrill not the end of the thrill Um, and even if he hates something he values the essence of what life is and he's willing to forego a very rich paycheck in order to protect that protect that purity (laughs) Uh, or that innocence of what
0: a dog can bring i i think in his in his heart of hearts as you like to say what you're saying is true i think he does have this you know deep appreciation for life but in the exterior and i think even in his day-to-day when his mind is always processing he actually wants to be a legit bounty hunter that makes money off of these hits. Sure. He's starving. Like you you heard it in the first episode with the bell peppers and beef. Even in the second episode, he's always hungry. He's always starving Mm. because they're that desperate for a hit. They're that desperate for money. And I think that is a lifestyle that he embraced, to be perfectly honest. I think he wants to be kind of a hardened bounty hunter. But you know how whenever we (laughs) have our backs up against the wall, whenever we're really confronted in a situation, It reveals our true nature it reveals our true character sure so we're learning that when push comes to shove that's when we see the real spike and the real spike may actually not be as sharp as 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 we you know think he might be he may be more you know soft he may be a a soft guy he may have a soft spot for damsels in distress as we found out in episode one Mm -hmm. he may have a soft spot for dogs maybe there's some childhood connection that we'll yep. figure out later that's i'm just, just guessing soft spot for yeah. antiques right when he visited the pawn shop right? <laughs> he, he does yeah up, right? just... yeah actually that, that was interesting um he found this uh pair of nunchucks i think that's what you call them yeah. and uh he said oh these are from the 30s right like something like about bruce lee or mm-hmm. enter the dragon or whatever and uh the pawn shop owner was like yeah yeah, yeah you know good eye good eye and that you know that was um it served two purposes right by spike kind of acknowledging that he understands how valuable this is mm-hmm. i think he's giving some love you could say to the pawn shop owner like hey you know i see you got good stuff i respect this mm-hmm. and then a pawn shop owner kind of throws spike a bone like all right i got you you know you're you seem like you know the way of the world you know you've been around the block a little bit i'll tell you this information so you can you know look into this dog situation mm-hmm. um Do you get the feeling that Spike does all the groundwork while Jet kind of you know, is the overseer? He kind of, you know, tells Spike, hey, go do this, go do that and uh, I'll I'll take you there and then you gotta take your little ship and and finish the mission. You kind of see... It's
1: sort of like a commander and boots on the ground sort of thing. Uh, You got a fighter in Spike, a young up-and-comer who's probably still learning the ways and Uh, A guy who's, you know, aged, probably battle-hardened, given his physique and his, you know, ambiance and how he holds himself in Jet. Um, Yeah, no, it's totally that. There's a planner and an action taker. So I'm hoping that's what it is. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple episodes or for the rest of the series when they implement this third character into the crew. Uh, mm. What role this particular dog will play, if any, it may just be comedic relief for all we know. Um, but it, it's fantastic to know that the dog is enjoying space. Never thought that would happen. Never <laughs> thought
0: that would happen. And I also got to say, it's very common for any of these space dramas to have a robot, right? Sure. Like you look at Star Wars, that's the best example I can think of. Sure. There's always like an R2 D2 or a BB 8 in the newer saga and it makes sense right futuristic you're in space naturally the next you know best friend to man after a a pet would be a robot i really like and appreciated that kawa bebop didn't exactly go down that route they decided to have a very random choice a welsh corgi out of all possible dogs and and make that part of the crew and of course as don said we don't know exactly To what extent this dog will be you know working with the crew maybe he is just comedic relief i don't know but given the fact that he's a very intelligent dog um i can't help but imagine that he's gonna play a pivotal role i don't know how they'll use him i don't know if they'll even find out you know what i mean it might be one of those things where like you know in family guy the audience knows that stewie can talk Mm -hmm. but the family is somehow not aware of it except for the dog right the dog knows <laughs> it might be one of those things like the audience knows oh yeah the dog is actually doing all these things behind the scenes but bike and jet will be completely oblivious to it uh, I, I like it though i i think what we're noticing is episode by episode we're kind of building a seemingly ragtag group of space cowboys right mm-hmm. um and who knows maybe there may be more people coming up in the future episodes i've only seen the first two and don i know you've only seen the first two Mm -hmm. but let me ask you this what do you think would help this group given that they have a dog now given that they have a a planner and an attacker or whatever you said (laughs) planner and uh boots on the ground Sure. what do you think they need to kind of round off their crew well if they could
1: utilize the dog's information According to what we know it's supposed to be a super dog more or less or a super brain i don't think they need much maybe another one oh. to keep them company a little comedic relief maybe a bard of some sort just to piss off spike every now and then <laughs> you know uh maybe if they get sure. like a really good uh payout add on a cook for the ship so that, that way mm. you know you got someone that could fill that profile um, a little bit
0: of Boonso taking the voyage you know, to the. I'm Bebop. just saying, you know, hey, yeah. I-, I can
1: travel back inside hey, Netflix if you're still filming, dude. Hey, you know, you want to add on a <laughs> new character? I'm just saying, I'm ready, I'm ready. Don't even yeah, have I pay. Mean, me. Don't even have to pay me. Just, just feature me. Just feature me.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. John Cho could easily have a brother or something, there some you know. kind of. You know, we'll make it happen. A cousin, little cousin, little fat
1: cousin, little fat cousin.
0: You're probably bigger than him though, height wise too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll make you know.
1: it work. We'll make it work.
0: I feel you. I feel you. But so, yeah, I, I think um, I, I'm glad you brought up the music um, earlier in the uh, synopsis. I, I always love the music, man. And I think they had a different song in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was by a, a Japanese group, of course. I can't quite remember the lyrics, but it just fit well with the frenetic scene mm-hmm. all the dogs like rushing across the street. And then, you know, you have the, the criminal kind of catching wind. Uh, of his prized possession fleeing, mm-hmm. and uh, Spike running into him, and that bridge scene wasn't that bridge scene orchestrated perfectly? Perfect. Like the dog was being chased by the criminal. I think yeah. his name was, uh, gosh, what's what's the bad guy's name this time? Do you remember? Uh, uh, I don't remember, but it was some racist name. It was. <laughs> I think the first one was racist too, like yeah, Asimov, Stolen yeah, yeah, Son, and I, uh, they're, they're definitely stereotypical names. I think so. I think so. To be fair, though, I think this guy in this episode, he had facial, you know, not transplant, but uh, he reconstructed his face, basically. Plastic surgery. He had plastic surgery to change up his look as he was fleeing the cops and everybody else who was going after him. But just like how in the first episode, I talked about that scene where Spike was chasing the villain in his red cruiser, going into space and, and being confronted by that uh, gateway with all the uh, police officers in front of it. How poetic that was with the music reaching a crescendo as he went into space. Similarly, in this frenetic scene with the music pumping and everything, the dog leading the criminal toward this bridge and pretty much the dog is there sitting at the middle of the bridge in between Spike and the criminal just going at it. I thought that was orchestrated so well and again, to me that was poetry in motion. The fact that they could really set up that scene and get you to be fully immersed into it. It's hard to believe that this anime is from 1998, but it is doing wonders in 2020. So, so far, two episodes in, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm thinking it's great. Um, and, and I'm going to try, no promises, but I'm going to try to pick up the pace a little bit. Um, Don, how about you? Are Are you loving it so far after first two episodes? I'm loving it. I'm loving it.
1: Yeah, I think we get up at maybe uh, next episode that we record to maybe two
0: episodes of cowboy no promises there no promises <laughs>
1: there.
0: But at, at the very minimum one at the very minimum one <laughs> oh, yo, but... that's not hard <laughs> <laughs> well for some of us for some of us who don't have that much time during the work day but no of course of course i i uh we'll definitely try to you know get into this a little bit more because there's 26 episodes total i think for the entire show sure um and I, I'm pretty sure this is not going to end up like Art of War, where after eight chapters out of 200 plus, we, we just like say, oh, you know what, let's not even bring it up. Let's not even bring it up. um But I, I think we will <laughs> we, we, we will finish this one. We will finish this one. Uh, but yeah, I'm pumped. I, I think there may be. Do you actually like watch the whole episode and, and the end part where it says, oh, you know, coming up next time. No nope. sneak preview. Oh, you don't watch that part? Mm-hmm. Huh? No, ah. I i
1: ended on see you later, cowboy, or something like that. See you. Uh, okay, Space I'll,
0: I'll do that from now on. I'll do that from yeah, now yeah. on. Yeah. Too, Cause cause I, I don't, I don't
1: want any cliffhangers, man. I
0: want to know ah. what happens. So, okay, you know, okay, to, uh, I feel you.
1: Not have to deal with the suspense. I like to uh, keep it as is.
0: I got you. I got you. And we will definitely keep it as is for all the fans in the audience. We're talking about our YouTube followers, our Spotify followers, everybody else on Overcast and. All the other names of the platforms that I can't even think of right now. Google Podcasts, including Apple Music, perhaps as well. Um, Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoy the journey. And uh, until next time, see you, Space Cowboy. Remember, it's uh, corn for Mexico. Corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. right. You won this time. You won this time. All right. Corn. Corn. Corn.